The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 13, When the Pattern Breaks and How to Meet Great Change. This episode is bringing you the fourth part of a story called The Brilliant Land. It's the story of Kamina and Merlin, a stone circle called Stone Song, and a message from the galactic center of the universe. If you haven't listened to the first three parts, check out episodes 6 eight, and ten of this podcast. Now, you don't need to listen to the first three parts to enjoy this episode, so feel free to stay with me. I'm pleased to tell you this and other stories from the Grandmother Stories podcast will soon be put together in a place where you can enjoy the whole story at once instead of in parts. I'll be able to share the details with you soon. This episode is focused on the kind of great change that breaks patterns and how to meet it with your feet planted firmly on the ground. Ready? Let's begin. Dear grandchildren, the world is filled with danger and the world is filled with beauty. The situation facing the world is dire and because you are alive today, there is hope for the future. What are the patterns in your life? How are your days spent? What do you do on your holidays? What time do you go to sleep? How often you take a bath, eat a meal, spend time with family, see your friends, going to school or to work, enjoying days off or weekends, where you shop for food, how you cook your food. These are your life patterns. When you get into a car or onto a bus and travel to work or to school, you expect each day to unfold just like every other day in the ongoing tapestry of the life you live. And one day, maybe tomorrow, or maybe 10 years from now, or maybe 40 years from now, this pattern will break. Change is inevitable. Stores close and we have to shop somewhere else. School years end, and then we graduate. Jobs end, and then we find another job, 
And when we have worked for perhaps 25 or 30 or 40 years, then we retire. And sometimes the change we face is big. Sometimes we face what I call great change. Without looking too deeply into all the things the world is facing, let's acknowledge the existence of global risks. Natural disasters like earthquakes or floods or forest fires are one example. To learn more, you can check out the Global Risks Report 2023, created by the World Economic Forum, which outlines the existential risks faced by humanity. But the focus of this episode is not on what the great change may be. It is on how to meet the great change when it comes. I love the approach that Tal Ben-Shahar takes in his book, Happier No Matter What. He is a pioneering psychologist and New York Times best-selling author. And in this book, he talks about the importance of becoming anti-fragile. Anti-fragility is a concept introduced by author Nassim Nicholas Taleb in 2012. In a nutshell, anti-fragility means becoming stronger when faced with stressful things, rather than weaker. Like a bone becoming stronger when it heals after being broken, or a muscle becoming stronger when it's exercised. And when it comes to coping with stress and great change, Ben-Shahar tells us, I do not think things happen for the best. However, I think we can make the best of things that happen. For more information, watch Ben-Shahar in the Big Think YouTube video called Don't Chase Happiness, Become Anti-Fragile. The links to the book and the video are in the notes. Many times, in the far distant past, and even in the recent past, your ancestors faced great change. Many times when it occurred, the great change changed everything. Once, word of a great change was brought to Eru and it arrived during the lifetime of Comina and Merlin. Star cousins of their people had crossed the star roads from Anrul Ulil, the brightest star and the navel in the night sky. Together with several inhabitants of other galaxies, all of them members of the Council of Wisdom and Light, the star cousins had traveled to meet with the wise ones of Eru, not once, but twice, to speak of a ripple in the pattern. These meetings were held in the wood chant, an ancient grove of giant oak and towering yew and gnarled hawthorn trees crowning a long sloping hill. The wood chant was within sight of the stone song, which held three great circles of stones, the giant gray stones of the outer circle, the tall blue stones of the middle circle, and the carven quartz stones of the inner circle. 
The star cousins and the council delegates had arrived at the stone song, stepping through the doorway stone, which was the tenth tall blue stone in the middle circle. During the first meeting, the predicted event had been explained. This event would change everything on Eru, and it would occur sometime between 50 and 100 years in the future. All present had agreed that the galactic center, the source, must be consulted. Since the galactic doorway opened only once each year, it was agreed the council and the star cousins would meet with Eru's wise ones after this consultation in one year's time. And so it was. In the following year, during the second meeting, Kamina and Merlin shared the three-part message they had received from the Galactic Center. Here is the first part of the message, said Kamina. Remember the pathways. Breathe in wisdom. Align with beauty. Let fall what must fall. Clear the broken patterns and reweave them. Let growth evolve everything. After much deliberation, the Council and the Wise Ones agreed the meaning of this message was clear. Oh, this event cannot be stopped, said the head of the Council. Neither can the blow that is coming be softened. All that is left to do, then, is to prepare. The second part of the message, spoken as remembered by Merlin, inspired awe in every heart. So wide was the scope of what was being asked. Dance the elements into transformation. Sing the words to hold the pattern fast. Invite the earth to glow. Invite such power and such grandeur as is willing to attend until our mother is overflowing. Her winds and her currents and her innermost fires, her breathing forests and her wheeling skies, May she take this multitude of offerings deep into the stones and deep into seas where it settles, where it keeps, where it lasts as long as it must for all the long ages that lie ahead. Merlin spoke into the long silence that followed. This is an instruction in world-building, he said, a calling to pour all our talents into strengthening our mother, to align her energies, to connect each of her power centers, to create a reservoir of energies that can soak deeply into every part of the land. Energies and power and a reservoir that will hold for eons.
what will this accomplish? asked one of the wise ones. Ah, said Merlin. The answer to that is in the last part of the message. He nodded to Kumina. She stood and began to speak. To regenerate the ways, to repurpose the pattern, to set the healing course, to hold all and keep all and heal all, that we may all live in harmony and reverie and ever-expanding joy. An even longer silence followed. Finally, the head of the council spoke. Never have we heard Source speak of a more ambitious program, or one that must accomplish so much in such a short time span of just five to ten decades. She leaned forward and looked into the eyes of each person present. Then she smiled. But Source knows that, for countless generations already, the people of this land have been doing this work, resonating with these energies and creating the most beautiful patterns within a world that has been seen anywhere in all the galaxies represented here. Everyone nodded, acknowledging this fact. The king and the queen of Eru nodded back. Our wise ones... Hold the deep green and gold energies as gifts of the mother. And they walk the true path with she who is crowned in violet and gold, said the king. Let the patterns within this land be woven with such skill that it will never be broken. You shall have the assistance of your star cousins, the council, and as many others as can be called upon, said the head of the council. This future event, when it comes, will perhaps be less devastating. The energies you can weave together between now and then will help to ensure your planet is protected as much as possible. So mote it be, said the wise ones. So mote it be agreed Merlin. We will begin this great work immediately. Dear Grandchildren, There are places on this planet that still remember that there was once a deep human understanding of what it meant to work with the energies of Earth to connect with the life force of Earth's power spots, and to help weave her many streams of elemental strength to create deep wells, deeper than deep pools, and an almost limitless expanse of always regenerating potential. Of course, these energies already existed, with or without humanity. But before the event that changed everything, the people who lived in the time of magic could work with these energies in ways we can hardly imagine today. And the work they did then helped create the bonds that we still feel with her and the beauty of the resilient world we live in today.
The point is this. Whenever you hear talk about the dangers in the world or the existential threats facing humanity, remember that your ancestors in past centuries, past millennia, even in past eons, have also had to face world-changing events. Many of them looked danger in the eye and found a way to survive. I know this is true because you are here. Thank you for listening to episode 13 of The Grandmother Stories. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren. To share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy that I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we're all seeking light in dark times.